listening to the Fantasy Whisper Podcast with your hosts, Johnny, Game Time Hicks, and Big Travi. Wow, hello and welcome to the Fantasy Whispers Podcast. That's Big Travi and I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks and we're here to give you that fantasy football fix on this awesome Monday. Travis, yesterday we had some amazing games. Like it, it seemed like every single game almost came down to a last possession. It was insane. Yeah, we had some wild and wacky stuff per the usual, but we also, yeah, had some some nail biters and and some of those games. You think about that San Francisco Chargers game where San Francisco was a massive underdog coming into this game and leave it to the Chargers to underperform and let yeah. a team stay with them. You know what I mean? But yeah, like you said, a bunch of good games. Your Cardinals had a good game rocking yeah. down there. Heartbreaking uh, loss, but Josh Rosen looked good. Uh, just excited, man. It's a... We got we got some teams rounding into form, looking yeah, good out there. We have full on gone on. We're just as Arizona fans, we've just come to. We're just accepting it now, and we're just like yeah. we just want Rosen to grow. And I'm looking forward to one of those top three picks, dude, because <laughs> it's just that's the way the season's looking like. But uh, we have an awesome show for you guys today. We're talking crowns, downs, and rebounds. As well as, uh, yep, and then as well as we're going to give you a, a couple of rest of season options and where we had ranked them rest of season. So it should be it should be a pretty fun show today. But first, Travis, we got to jump into a little bit of news and notes. A lot of things happened today, so let's jump on in there. Let's do it. around the NFL. That's right, Johnny. Our news and notes are brought to you by Fanatic. That's F-A-N-A-T-I-Q. That's where fantasy meets IQ. Best thing about this app to start off, Johnny, is that they're updating it every day. And what they do over there with Fanatic, if you have the Apple iOS app store, if you have an Apple device, go to your app store, download Fanatic. They've got the last three games charted out for any fantasy player you can think of. With you know any usable stat, they have their last three games documented, and they have it in there for you to use right at your fingertip. Nice charts. You can use it to win your league, uh, win each week, and I'm, I'm just excited to get them on board, Johnny. Yep, and as always, we like to push on over the notes from there. So with that being said, first thing we got on the slate is Will Fuller exited week four against the Colts with a hamstring injury. This really sucks uh, for will fuller owners because this is a frustration of owning him he's often injured but when he plays travis he is phenomenal he has scored a touchdown in every single game he's played with deshaun watson yeah i will say this take a look at kiki cutie yeah uh, uh he he had some decent looks in this game and obviously it's an upgrade for hopkins of course but yeah cutie had 15 targets in this game johnny uh, 11 receptions for 109 yards. That's on top of the 49 yards and, and a touchdown that Fuller got. But it seemed like when Fuller was gone, we knew that Cootie had uh, upside. He's a very speedy uh, slot guy, and he definitely showed it in that game. So definitely he'll be somebody I, I put out in our waiver piece. Um, I would target him for sure. He had the second here. He had the biggest debut for a rookie since... 
You want to take a guess on on which player, NFL player, he had the biggest debut since? Hmm. Try my OBJ. Own, try my own backyard in Larry and, Fitzgerald and Quan Bolden. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, yeah, some he he did look really really good. So, uh, make sure you take a look there. All right, Patriots announced Rob Gronkowski uh, exited the the game yesterday due to an ankle injury. Now it's not aware. We're not you know we don't know how serious this ankle injury is, Travis, but. How concerned, you know, you and I were both pretty, pretty big on the buy low of Rob Gronkowski. What is your, I mean, he had a very bad game yesterday again. Are you really starting to get concerned about Rob Gronkowski? Uh, not too concerned. He is a guy that's injury. So you expect him to miss a couple games that uh, he's injury prone. I would actually think that this helps you in a case to buy low on Gronk still. It's just kidding. So I'm going to give it another... It's just kind of Go puzzling. Ahead. It's just kind of puzzling to me. the The Patriots put up, hang up, so many touchdowns today. Oh, it's and, the running back, right? Yeah, no, I know, yeah, and I, and a, I'm saying, it like, running back. but it wasn't like Tom Brady didn't throw touchdowns because he did. But I mean, Chris Hogan as well. Only one target, or sorry, three targets, one catch for 25 yards. Not very good. All right. We have Geronimo Allison, who is having quite the day for the Green Bay Packers. He headed into the locker room shortly after taking a big hit, and he was it was ruled he has a concussion. We'll continue to monitor this moving forward. But, Travis, did you like what you saw out of Geronimo Allison? Yeah, he did a couple of key drops. Uh, but other than that, he looked sharp. He looked good. He looked a big part of this offense with Cobb out. I'd monitor both of their statuses coming into the next week against Detroit, but um, usually that you know that those games end up being a little bit of shootout fashion. Those divisional games between Detroit and Green Bay, so you'll want a piece of that action. Uh, depending on the over under, uh, it is in a dome. So yeah, um, I liked Allison. I liked what I saw out of him. I liked what I saw out of Green Bay's offense or as a team on the whole. They really bounced back in a big way against Buffalo. So when you want to get right, put Buffalo on the schedule. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um there was TY Hilton went came out of this game twice early on. It was just, you know, end of the first quarter. It looked like he had possibly broke his collar. He was in a lot of pain. However, he came back in, he played decently, and then he exited again later on in the game with a hamstring injury. Now it's already been said by the coach, Mike Reich, that uh he Frank Reich. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, Frank Reich, um, that that he's most likely not going to be able to make the Thursday night game. Let's remember there are the Thursday night game against the Patriots. So listen to the Fantasy Whispers. We'll get you the news and notes for that and which player that we possibly could fill in or waiver wire guy that you could actually start instead of T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, what I will say is that Naheem Hines uh, saw a big yeah. uptick in uh receiving and the, and you know i don't know if this is directly correlated to ty hilton but naheem hines led the team or tied for the lead uh in targets with 11 mm-hmm. so he's a guy i wrote about in the waiver piece last week as a guy who could get you know once again jordan wilkins very underwhelming but naheem hines getting it done for them in the in the capacity that they want the running back to because they're battling back in these games that defense is not very good 
mm-hmm. he is going to have a role in this offense. So that's well, probably the guy I'd choose as an uptick. It'll be um, it'll be interesting to see because Robert Turbin is supposed to come back this week uh, from his four game suspension. So that'll be interesting. No, no running back. Other, I mean, Naheem Hines has out of the receiving backfield, but no running back has really taken a grasp or a hold of that um, those rushes. So it'll be interesting to see. I know that they liked him in the preseason. So just yeah. a guy to monitor and and look for it. I just actually, another name in this damn yeah. backfield. It just got so many guys there. Yeah. Uh, but I think Naheem Hines is actually carving out himself a role in this offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's definitely going to be the only guy you can think about trusting. I think going forward and a T.Y. Hilton injury only helps that and a game against the Patriots where they figure to be down. Yeah, uh, this is a game where you could definitely see Naheem Hines getting racking up another seven to to 11 targets. All right. And then probably like one of the craziest this injury, Travis, did you see the? Oh, man. OK, so oh. uh, uh, Adam Scheffler reports Tyler oh. Eifert suffered a broken ankle in week four against the Falcons. Mm. This injury, Travis. They like showed it on the TV for so long. Like they were just, no, it was bro. like you were just staring at it. Bro, it like horrible. we had to change. We were watching with like 10 of the homies yeah. and we're just like, turn it off. Yeah. We had to change it off the TV. It was the Gordon, uh, it was the Gordon Hayward uh, injury. Oh, it was so bad. Like yeah. he's just, he goes down, you see it. And then I, my buddy on the other side of the couch goes, Oh, his ankle's not turned the right way. <laughs> and we like look up and it was like, oh my God. Oh, so I, I feel so bad for Tyler Eifert, man. Oh, this guy yeah. battled back through multiple back surgeries, made his way back. ACL. His, his, uh, his usage was ramping up each week. He was looking good. He caught a touchdown and then boom, dude, wiped out in one single play. You feel for that yeah. guy big time. Uh, him and the mullet were carted off yesterday. Oh gosh! Uh, Did he? I okay. I, I probably shouldn't say because he got injured. He's probably had a bad enough day. But man, who cut his hair? He should fire oh, that man. hairstylist. Him and James Conner have the oh. best barbers in the league. James Conner. <laughs> I know James Conner goes to uh o, or Antonio Brown's barber. So I don't know. Antonio uh, Brown has some pretty sick hair. Yeah, Antonio but, Brown's hair. So I don't know if he was like, hey, in the back, he was like, hey. Mess up this dude's haircut for me for a week. <laughs> I need to look better. Yeah. Uh, Ernest Stripes. All yeah. right. Uh, Melvin Gordon was being examined in the tent on the sideline for an undisclosed injury. He did return back to the sideline. However, he did not come back into the game. Uh, Eckler was the one that was closing out the game. Travis, again, we're not sure. There's Maybe more news will come out later today exactly what it was. But are you... Right. I'm not really too nervous at this point. I, I feel like if it were anything serious. Well, I feel like, yeah, he didn't go back to the locker room, so. Yeah. Um, and Eckler closing it back out. out with the team. Oh, yeah. yeah. With Eckler closing it out, it's not that big of a deal considering they already had that game in hand. Uh, so why risk it if they're, you know, was maybe the other one. Uh, another one, another sad injury was Earl Thomas has a lower leg fracture. He will go on injured reserve, according to Pete Carroll. He, it was kind of a weird play because it happened in the end zone uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. Chad Williams caught the the touchdown, and he just kind of like hit his rear end. He hit Chad Williams' rear end, and I guess he's got 
Buns of steel. No, he's got a. He. I heard Chad Williams has a hard ass. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. It was what was the craziest thing about this is uh, Earl Thomas seen flipping off his yeah, uh, that what, what his sideline. It was his sideline too. Like he was high fiving and being like, "Oh, I'll be back to the Arizona Cardinals players." I think but- it was more at the coaches and management. He was just had it. He's had it with Seattle. We knew this was happening. There was a fracture in the relationship big time yeah. this year. Uh, and I think he just let it show right there on the field. Yeah. And then last but not least, uh, before we move into the show, we have uh, Seahawks rookie Will Disley, who was emerging as one of Russell Wilson's favorite targets, ha- is believed to have so- – uh, excuse me, I can't talk today – is believed to have suffered a torn patella tendon and is out for the season. That's a, that's a pretty big loss for that Seahawks offense travis that doesn't seem to really have too many pass catchers doug baldwin well, luckily for them they today. got baldwin back he wasn't yeah. as effective um i think they'll probably try to start to ramp things up and and look out for ed dixon okay, yeah. he's a guy they signed in the offseason who started the year injured uh look for him to come back he could actually fill a big role i think disley was never a long-term option for this team mm-hmm. it was like a pleasant surprise uh, i do want to touch on another injury though Leonard Fournette left week four against oh, the Jets, yeah, did you. not return. You. Uh, you know, they gave him a pretty heavy workload. They gave him 12 touches. Did this cause the hamstring hamstring to flare up again? Watch this again. But obviously, if you were a Fournette owner, you hope that you have TJ Yeldon. He did his thing yesterday. Um, but, man, Leonard Fournette, you, this happens with hamstrings. Yeah. I mean, they linger around, and if you don't take care of them, if you don't come back healthy – it has something that uh, it's something that can linger along or linger around longer than you want it to. Yep. And there's no real way of really testing that until you kind of no. just really open it up. And then, you know, at that point, it could be too late. All right, yep. Travis, let's jump on into today's show. First off, we're going to start with the we're doing crowns, downs and rebounds. But we got to start off with a good positive note here. So we're going to start off with those crowns. It's those players that won you your week and have consistently put in that effort for you. Yeah, Johnny, I'm going to start it off here with Alvin Kamara. Listen, this guy has been unstoppable to start the year and he was nothing short of miraculous again in week four, 19 rushes for 134 yards, three rushing touchdowns. He had five receptions for 47 yards on nine targets. So, Almost twenty, almost twenty and ten here. Yeah, I uh, finished with twenty-eight t- total touches, or I'm not sorry, tw- not twenty-four total touches. Uh, the guy is a beast; he will not stop. I'm just interested to see how this will shake out with Ingram back. Yeah. I don't think it's going to matter as far as production for Kamara. I want to see what it does to his rushing totals and his touch totals. But this guy is. It doesn't matter. He can yeah. do it in so many different ways. Unfortunately, uh, I was playing Alvin Kamara in the league, <laughs> and it lost me the league. So thanks, Alvin yeah. Kamara. Appreciate you. Kamara has been a beast, and he has been unstoppable. And, you know, we put out these these updates every week on guys that were studs, and I feel like it's it's every, it's been every week this year we're talking about how Kamara won people the week, mm-hmm. uh, and he just continues to do it. So for me, he's my crown this week. My crown a quarter of the way through the season. My quarter of the 
season MVP for fantasy, if you will, is Alvin Kamara. All right. I'm going to go with uh, DeAndre Hopkins this week. Welcome to 2018, DeAndre Hopkins. He had a massive 12 targets today. He caught 10 of them for 169 yards and a touchdown. And you kind of touched on it in the news and notes, Travis. And unfortunately, this is bad to say, but for for DeAndre Hopkins owners, there this is good news saying that Will Fuller is not in the lineup because when he is in the lineup, that's who DeAndre or uh, Deshaun Watson really looks for. Yeah, and because most of the time DeAndre Hopkins is getting double teamed, and so it was nice once once. Will Fuller came out of the game. Nuke really ramped up his gameplay, and he caught a really nice touchdown pass. He almost had another one in overtime that would have put him, you know, would have gave him a monster game today. But you like what you see, and you know, you're back on the on the Hopkins bandwagon here. He's a monster. Yeah, I think what you saw is him finally be that lead dog again in this offense. Yeah. Uh, and his average 16.9 yards per reception. That's great. That's what you want to see out of those top-tier guys. So huge game for Hopkins. My other crown for this week, and maybe going forward, we've talked about this a little bit, is Jared Goff, man. Jared Goff came out and balled out on that Thursday night uh, last week. 465 yards on 26 completions, 33 attempts, Five touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, this was a defense that, you know, was supposed to be striking fear in opponents in Minnesota. They are still talented, but it doesn't seem to matter with all the weapons that the Rams are moving around here. And we talked about this, and I I put it on Instagram. With the injuries in the secondary for Los Angeles, you could see Jared Goff continue to sling this ball around, and everybody top to bottom on that Rams offense can get it done. And so they can all all three of those wide receivers are trained to play every single position. They can move them around. This benefits Goff. You can be looking to lock him in, especially if he's doing this kind of thing to a Minnesota Vikings defense. Yeah, that was the really, really impressive part was that he was doing this to the Minnesota Vikings defense. But it also made me kind of question the Minnesota Vikings defense. And Travis, are they really as good as we think they are, right? They've given up now. Um, they, uh, they did. They were missing one of their best defensive linemen in Everson Griffin. Um, yeah, I think that they're. This is the second game where they've given up over thirty-five right. fantasy points, and one of which I think was to an awful offense who got shut out today. I think they all have. I think they have the talent that's there. They got to clean some things up. This happens sometimes with defenses. Mm-hmm. They start a little bit different than they end up. Uh, so keep an eye on them. Uh, I think for fantasy purposes. Going forward, you're going to be okay starting them in a, in a lot of spots. And and don't worry, Minnesota Vikings fans, we're not bashing on you. Just think about this: this very moment last year, you guys were also two and two, and you end up finishing the season at thirteen and three. So not all is is awful there in Minnesota. Could be yeah. worse. You could be zero and four. Well, the NFC just has a lot of juggernauts. I yeah. mean, it really does. It just has a lot of teams. So there's going to be a lot of games where, you know, it's going to be some give and take. And one week, some teams are going to be up and others are going to be down. Yeah. And they happen to ran in, run into an undefeated Rams team that looks to be the best team in the league right now. So, yep. All right. My last crown goes to a guy who I feel is super disrespected. 
All right, and that is Melvin Gordon. Mm. Yeah, every agreed. every year people doubt him. People question whether he should be a top ten running back in the fantasy draft, and he just goes out there and he just produces. He's not real flashy, right? He just gets the job done. You don't hear stories about him. You don't, you know, he's not in the public's eye all the time. But this guy, man, he's just a grinder, Travis. He had today, he had, you know, he 15 rushes for 103 yards. He also added seven receptions on nine targets and 55 yards for, and a touchdown. Travis, he's the RB3 on the year, and he's one of the few running backs that you can say he is returning the value or better than the value at which you drafted him uh, just four weeks ago, four or five weeks ago. Yeah, I don't think anybody's surprised here based on we always knew that this was a possibility given the volume that he always got. The difference this year, Johnny, is he's averaging 5.1 yard, yard, uh, yards per rush. Mm-hmm. He is getting it done. His yards per reception are 8.3. Like this guy is being used all over the place. And you're seeing another guy with standalone value, and that's Austin Eckler in this offense still. And yet still, Melvin Gordon is finishing as RB3. So uh, as long as he gets back from this little ticky, hopefully it's a ticky-tack injury, he gets back from it. Uh, You got to continue to roll Melvin Gordon out there. He's a close second for that, you know, fantasy MVP through four weeks. If you're, you know, if yep. you're asking me right now, and and that was the big thing. If he could get his yards per carry up, if he could be a more effective rusher, he was always going to be a guy. You're like, oh, if he's in the top five, I'm not surprised. Right. Absolutely. All right. The next category we're going to move into is not as exciting nor <laughs> as happy. These are downers. The the guys that <laughs> that you drafted with high hopes and so far they are just yeah, I'm not gonna lie Johnny duds. this this segment's gonna give me some anxiety yes for sure yeah I'm uh I'm a get, little upset here so getting a little hot underneath I'm gonna let you finish I mean. yeah but uh I'm just gonna take over here because <laughs> one guy that's really got me upset is Kenyon Drake, Johnny. He is a downer this week. He's a downer this entire year. And I just want to say something to Adam Gase. What the F is wrong with you, man? (laughs) Like, give my boy some carries, okay? Kenyon Drake had three carries for three yards, Johnny. One catch for 13 yards. One catch. Yeah. They're in a a game they trail. I don't get what the usage is. Uh, his carry count has gone from 14 to 11 to five to three in the four games. I like at this rate, he won't carry the ball at all next week. I like I tried to say during coming into the season, that was my real concern. It's like he has the talent to be a really good running back, to be a workhorse running back. The problem is Adam Gase doesn't know how to use him properly or he hates him. And therefore he's not getting the touches. I think that Adam Gase is like some of these offensive minds where he'll get cute in game plans. Like last week with the Raiders game, I mean, granted they won, but it was all these touch passes, these trick plays, all this weird stuff. Because that's what makes ESPN. That's the that's I a just, place that gets like gets the people going instead I of just guess. turning it around. It's like, come on, man, I'm with you. If you're if you're a Kenyon Drake owner, what are you doing, Johnny? Like I'll tell you what I did. I threw him a party, a welcome party. Welcome to my bench. Because that's where like that is where you're staying. 
you can stay there until you and I, I so feel he's bad. in your doghouse. I what feel you're bad saying. being mad at Kenyon Drake because it's not his fault. Yeah, the guy's touch tank counts just keep plummeting into the earth. I don't know what to do anymore, yeah. Johnny. I'm benching this guy until further notice. Man. It's the only thing that you can do because at this point, he doesn't have the the trade value. No one's going to give you fair value for Kenyon Drake. And so you have to just set him on your bench until he can prove otherwise that, you know, he's going to get 15 touches a game, which is what he needs in order to be effective. I'm going to move yeah, on agree. to mine, Travis, who's also equally as frustrating. And I don't know whether it's to be frustrated with him or to be frustrated with his quarterback, but that is Odell Beckham Jr. We have gone four weeks into this season, and Odell Beckham has zero, and yes, I said zero, touchdowns so far this season. He came out today. He had seven of ten targets. He caught seven of ten targets. You like to see the ten targets, but for only 60 yards, Travis, he also added a rush for an additional 10 yards. So it wasn't like he killed your fantasy team, but where this guy was drafted, in some cases he was drafted in the first round, early second round, he is not producing at all. And it's, you know, it's not this, it's not his talent, Mm. but, but the quarter, you could say the quarterback, right? But he's... Eli's throwing touchdowns to everybody else, it seems like, except for Odell. So maybe maybe he's mad at Odell. Maybe Odell came over and watched a little, like had a movie night or something without Eli there. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's got me frustrated, Travis. Yeah, I'd be a little frustrated too. I just think that this is a he's – he's still getting that number one usage, that number one part of the market share. This is going to turn around. It's He is an electric athlete. Touchdowns can be fluky like this. Yeah. He's going to continue to get that usage. I think you'll be okay. All right, he's, he's another buy low guy. I mean, he was last week. He is this week again. This is actually helping your case to be able to buy low on. Right. All right, Travis. <coughs> let's get your your second downer of the week. I don't know if I can work through the Kenyon Drake thing. I'm just still <laughs> so pissed off. But I mean, this next yeah. one you got here is also equally as frustrating as well. Because yeah, Matt Nagy. You guys score like 17 touchdowns on Sunday, and Jordan Howard gets 11 carries for 25 yards. Guess hey, how many Travis, targets, Johnny? Travis. One target. What the f- is going on? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Why is Tariq Cohen having a career day? <laughs> like, Don't they know we play fantasy? Game. That's the whole reason we watch us because of our fantasy teams. Like, like Matt Nagy... <sighs> Luckily, they're on a buy, so we don't have to flip it. Like, you can bench Howard and feel okay about <laughs> yeah. it. Like, hopefully, they get it right. Come out of the buy. Jordan Howard's doing a little bit better. Not running him out of shotgun, which I re- I'm really frustrated with because he has a, such a great yard per carry out of the shotgun, and that was such a big part of Matt Nagy's game. It was going to come in and boost this running game, but they, they get really cute over there. You know, this Andy Reid coaching tree, they, they get real cute with their running backs and their their committees, and I don't know, man. Just their schemes this, in general. After 24 carries last week, Johnny, he comes in and puts up 11 carries for 25 yards. The one targets, you know, after he was doing all this, we 90% catching his balls at 90%. Uh, I don't know, man. Jordan Howard, really, really a big downer this week. Yeah, you have to wonder if this is just game script, right? Like they just decided like we're going to go with 
a, a quick pass attack, a quick Tyree Cohen. What I didn't get is they controlled the game. Yeah, yeah. They controlled the game. Yeah, so where true. was the usage for Howard there in a time clock? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know. You know, I don't understand why they didn't take some time to run the ball when you're up a ridiculous amount of points. It just, yeah, I'm with you, man. It was frustrating. All right, so what's your final down for this week, Johnny? For me, Travis, and this one I actually do have a, a relatively big kind of concern, and that's Drew Brees, right? He's been super consistent. Last week he was in our crown section, but this week coming in, he had the New York Giants, a team that is was missing Eli. Uh, he was missing. They were missing Apple, best corner in for the New York Giants, and yet Drew Brees comes in here. And he throws 18 for 32 for 217 yards and zero touchdowns. He had a total of 8.6 fantasy points for the night. And my real concern is is when you look at the uses, Travis, he threw the ball 32 times. But in this game, they also rushed the ball 32 times, which was more consistent with what they did last year, the one-to-one ratio. We talked about it in the summertime leading up to the regular season, and that was why we were kind of nervous about uh, Drew Brees coming into the season. Now, this what they did today is probably going to be more realistic with Mark Ingram coming back. They're going to continue to run the ball more and – there, I just don't think there's going to be enough touchdowns to go around for Drew Brees to be consistent. I don't know. You know, their defense played a little bit better today. Maybe that will be something that will that will be moved. You know, moving. I mean, I guess everyone looks good against the New York Giants defense or um, sorry, offense. But I do have my concerns with Drew Brees. I was expecting a lot bigger day from him. Yeah, they also got three rushing touchdowns. So. They're not going to get three rushing touchdowns every game. Uh, you're going to see Brees. Uh, they're not going to get three rushing touchdowns every game because not, not that every would be game, a ridiculous. But I'm saying, yeah, that's I'm what I'm saying. saying. So like these touchdowns are going to split out. Yes, they're okay. You give him may, one they, touchdown though, and he still only has twelve fantasy points. That's not good. I mean, it's more in line with a, a bad day than like. I don't think he's going to be more close. I think he's going to be closer this year, and like. I mean, we'll see, Johnny. Like, we got to see how this plays out. I, I thought coming into this year that it was going to be more like last year. That defense hasn't shown me maybe this one game, and even then, it wasn't it wasn't fantastic. That it was the same as last year, and so for me, I still think that they have big holes, especially at the cornerback. They play against high powered offenses in that division on the regular. I don't think that they're going to be in a lot of games with an anemic New York Giants offense on the other side of the ball. So, yes, can it happen? I think it's more likely that we're going to see more Drew Brees days like we had at the beginning of the season. All right. All right, we're going to get into our rebounds now. Travis, you want to you want to give us a guy, your guy that you saw completely rebound this week? Yeah, it's a guy that's been really popular with us on social media. He's popular out there in Phoenix, and that's David Johnson. Listen, a lot of people took David Johnson in the top five of their fantasy football drafts and were very upset in the first three weeks because this offense was very, very bad. Listen, we talked about it, Johnny. We said that if Josh Rosen came on, 
there was a chance that David Johnson could see a bump. We said he was getting the rush. You know, Johnny said it right there. We put it up on Instagram. He's getting the percentage of the market share for running. He's getting a percentage, a, a sizable percentage of the receiving market share, the target market share. And this week he he produced, Johnny, 22 yeah. carries, 71 yards on a touchdown, adding three catches for 41 yards in the receiving game. Did Rosen look good? Yes. Yeah. Did he make all the throws? Yes. Did this offense look like it had a little bit more rhythm to it? Yeah. Yes. I am good with David Johnson. If you took our advice and bought him low last week, made a trade for him, or stood pat, you got to be really happy that you have David Johnson, and you got to be really encouraged by what you saw. Absolutely. All right, Travis, I'm going to give you mine. And, I mean, he's definitely a rebound, but I do have my concerns, and that is Trey Burton, right? Mm-hmm. Trey Burton had a monster day. He had 86 yards and a touchdown. But the problem with this is that they came on two targets, Travis. Yeah. Two receptions yeah, and two targets, and and that was it. You got to love it from the fantasy perspective because he had a monster day and he way outperformed one of the top tight ends for this week. However, the 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 targets remain a question mark to me. He's only he only has um, excuse me, he only has sixteen targets on the year. Travis, I was expecting a lot more, and so were you, of Trey Burton coming into this season. Considering what we saw in preseason. Are you starting to hit the panic button a little bit, or is this just what we need to come to expect this year from the tight end landscape? Yeah, gonna I was just going to say this is the down. tight end. This is the yeah, this is the tight end position. Um, unless you got Kelsey, and you know maybe Gronk, because Gronk's been having a few bad weeks. But unless you have some of these elite guys that are a huge focal point of their offense, you know, I thought Burton had a chance to be that this year. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be that way. It seems that Nagy and Trubisky are fine moving that ball around to whoever's around. You talk about a game where Mitchell Trubisky threw six touchdowns and you're going to tell me only one of those went to Trey Burton. I would not take that bet given that I thought Trey Burton was a focal point of this offense. Doesn't seem to be the case and we're a quarter of the way through the season. So, yeah, uh, not not really excited about what I'm seeing as you know as a sustainable option. But listen, what are you going to do with tight end? I mean, we saw a couple of guys that were streamers this week go down for the season mm-hmm. in Will Disley and Tyler Eifert, so it becomes even thinner at that position. I think George Kittle at this point, as funny as it sounds, is the only well him, Kelsey, Ertz, and even though not at this point. Gronk will be in this class. I think those are the only four tight ends that you're going to be able to week in and week out rely on. It looks like they've they've solidified their target share there with their team. Yeah, but it's like, I mean, Jordan Reed, I think, is in there. I, well, there's when he's, when he's healthy. That's it. That's yeah, I mean, he's been healthy this year, so it's. Four, um, three I games. mean, you want to talk about Kittle? Like Kittle had a bad week too. So I, I mean, I just think that tight end you Wait, cannot. What? Yeah. No, he didn't. Kittle's had a bad. No, I'm not saying this week. Oh, I'm saying he's had a bad week. Like just because they had a great week this week, I wouldn't be surprised if Kittle went out and put up a stinker next week. Like it's just right. in and out every week with this position. I don't think so. But with Kittle, I mean, yeah, it's going to be in and out with a lot of tight end positions. But I, I feel pretty confident with Kittle. I think that he's going to be a pretty solid tight end this year. Like that was his best game with Beathard in his career, 
And last well, yeah, year with Hackett, he helped, wasn't very good. It helped because he had a 75-yard touchdown. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's right. very fluky, that position. So yeah. do I think you can start, guys? Yes. But I, even though Burton only made his money on two targets, like he still made his money, you're going to take right. it. Right. Exactly. So. Uh, my rebound, my final rebound for the week is Andrew Luck. Last week, he was in our in my down section. Did not look great. Uh, we were, you know, everybody's asking, are you concerned with Andrew Luck and this offense? He threw it 62 times, Johnny. Like, he slung the ball around, 40 completions, 464 yards, and four touchdowns. You still worried about the Colts offense? Maybe, yeah. but not Andrew Luck, yeah. you know? No. Like, he's going to continue to chuck it. That defense is bad. He should be set up in a lot of positive game scripts as far as for fantasy football. All right, and Travis, my last one, I hate to say this, but I got to put it in this segment because it's got to be mentioned, and I got to give my opinion on it, and that's Amari Cooper for the rebounds. He had 8 of 11. He got 8 of 11 targets for 128 yards and a touchdown. Monster day. However, this is the problem with Amari Cooper is you never know when you want to start him. You're never going to be so super confident when you plug him in your lineup. And he still is wide receiver 34, and he's had two monster weeks. So that's the concern with Amari Cooper. You certainly like to see the result that you got today. But with this offense, I mean, Jordy Nelson got a touchdown as well. Uh, Martavis Bryant should have had a touchdown. He blew it. And, um, but... They're just going to pass the ball around a lot. Derek Carr, I don't see him emerging. 58 one. times. Yeah. so 58 times he threw the ball. So, like, are they going to throw the ball that many times every week? I don't know. Doesn't seem likely. I don't think that's sustainable. Yeah. Uh, you look at a game that went into overtime, too. It, you know, it was nearly a tie in overtime. So there's a lot of game clock that was used in that to pad those stats, too. Mm-hmm. So... Are you like Johnny said? Are you ever gonna know who to start or when to start these guys, or you just gotta kind of be like, okay, I drafted Amari Cooper. I knew the risk. I gotta roll him out there. Right. All right. That wraps up our crowns, downs, and rebounds part of our show. Travis, we're gonna give the people a little added bonus here with mm. uh, a few players for rest of the season. Would you? Who would you rather have? And I'll I'll start off here. Travis, with who would you rather have moving forward? James White, who had a monster game today, and it looks like he's kind of solidified that pass-catching role. Or James Conner, who struggled again today. The last Mm. few games haven't nearly been as, as big which one would you rather have, James Conner or James White rest of season? Ah, this is a tough one. I think if Le'Veon Bell, if the caveat is if Le'Veon Bell doesn't come back to the Steelers, which every day I just don't know anymore. Yeah. One day I think it is. One day I think it's not. I think if they continue to lose, though. Yeah. That's going to help his might, cause. Yeah, it might be something where he does end up coming back, but Either way, I think James White has a solidified role in the offense. So I'm taking James White. He's been effective. He's got the role. He's on a bet. He's not on a better offense, but he's in a part of an offense that's going to continue to get better over the year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so give me James White. He he's made his role. Connor has not looked good in every game. Like he's he's done what he needs to do, but he hasn't looked spectacular in every game. Uh, James White has found his way to be productive in every game. Agree. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. I agree. Yeah. With, I agree with that. No uh, James White is the guy that I would probably prefer to own. So I got one for you, Johnny. Same right. game, or okay. at least uh, Steelers Ravens. Alex Collins carries the ball eleven yeah. for forty-two. Okay, Buck Allen carries it ten for thirty. Collins has a fumble, which probably leads to why Buck Allen's got some more carries in this game. But we've kind of seen this usage be a little bit skeptical. So I ask you, which of these Ravens backs do you want for the rest of the year? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Collins. Wow, really? Still? Yeah, because for me, it's it's kind of like the same thing. Like I don't think Harbaugh really likes Buck Allen. They just they throw him out there because they know he's like I don't think he likes either of them. Yeah, I mean that that's a good that's a very valid point. But to me it's just like I think he likes Collins a little bit better. And and the thing is Collins is a better runner. Like realistically you watch him on tape, he's the better runner for sure. But Javaris Allen, Buck Allen is just a solid football player. And you know when you put him in there, he's not going to fumble. He's a bigger back. I mean, you saw that in the game, right? When they yeah. started to get – when they were up and they needed to run the clock down, they gave the ball to Buck Allen and they had no – even they didn't even look Collins' way after he had fumbled earlier. They wanted to make sure they got out of that game mm-hmm. without any fumbles. So Right. That one's – That's a good question. I like that one. All right, I got one for you. Would you rather have Calvin Ridley or Kenny Galladay rest of season? Now, Kenny, give Holliday, me Calvin. Give me Calvin Ridley. I love Kenny Galladay, but I think Calvin Ridley has solidified himself as the number two option in this offense. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to support both of the receivers because of the talent. Um, and I think that he's actually become a scorer for this team where they didn't have it in Julio for whatever reason. I can't explain I, it. It doesn't make is, any dude sense. Dude is to allergic me. to touchdowns. I Straight just up. don't get it. Uh, but I think the Calvin Ridley is, rest of the season, give me that over Kenny Galladay, who I think is great, and he's going to yeah. have flashes. But there's Golden Tate and Marvin Jones to compete with in that offense. Mm-hmm. So Ridley only has to compete with Julio, who, you know, technically. In the end zone, you don't have to compete too much because the guy doesn't score. So, right, yeah. Got any more? Um, yeah. Let me think here. So these guys kind of went back to back, and one hasn't really scored yet, but he's had some decent play. Uh, Was on a buy this last week. Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook had similar ADPs coming into the year. Dalvin Cook has dealt with this injury, but it looks like he got out of that game without a setback. So now I ask you, the rest of the year, do you want Dalvin Cook, who still has Murray and and these other guys kind of competing with touches, Mm -hmm. or Christian McCaffrey, who has kind of been a Swiss Army knife but hasn't really popped? Yeah, Uh, I'm I'm going with Christian McCaffrey. I just think that that offense is more funneled through him. 
Whereas I think Dalvin Cook, there's so many options, right? Like they have really good wide receivers. They have Kirk Cousins. The offensive line isn't as good as it is in Carolina. And so give me the guy and, you know, as much as he's probably going to just be kind of a pain in the side. And that's Latavius Murray, although he hasn't played well either. Um, But Christian McCaffrey doesn't. I mean, his biggest competitor is Cam Newton. And I think as the season goes along, they're going to give him a little bit more red zone touches and and rely less on Cam Newton because they don't want to get him injured or whatever. We've already seen some some targeting uh, to Cam Newton's body slash head. So I think as that progresses, they're going to turn around. And as they trust Christian McCaffrey a little bit more and more each week and, and pushing that envelope with how many actual carries they can give him without breaking him down, I, I do like CMC. Right I, on. I got one for you, Travis. All right. Okay. Rest of season. And this is barring uh, everything is okay with the hamstring. I'll just say that. Will Fuller or Juju Smith? Oh, Juju Smith-Schuster. It's not even close for me. Juju Smith-Schuster is going to probably make a case for uh, fantasy MVP by the by the time the yeah. season's done. He is just coming. He He is a star. I mean, they had a down game against Baltimore. It was a divisional game. Uh, it kind of caught them off guard. But Juju is a guy that they can play all over the field, and you see it, man. He is a threat every time i think fuller's great i think fuller's good and he's got great chemistry but give me that offense that's throwing it consistently 50 times a game in pittsburgh all right i got i got another one real quick for you because that one seemed to be a slam dunk or layup to you so i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna audible here all and, right uh i didn't like the coverage that you were showing to me just now so i, I just <laughs> check check mike mike 52 uh i'm going with okay so rest of season keenan allen or Antonio Brown. Two wide receivers that were drafted in the first two rounds. Pretty similar ADP. But Antonio Brown is, well, Antonio Brown was like middle of the first, I guess. But both of these wide receivers coming in were high, you know, high expectations. Keenan Allen has been disappointment so far this season and so is Antonio Brown if you want to be honest I mean he did catch he did get in the end zone today uh, but it just seems like this this Pittsburgh Steelers offense isn't really humming like it normally does and it also seems like there are a lot more weapons than there were a year or two ago uh, you got Vance McDonald kind of emerging that guy's a, a monster um, and then you had um, you have Juju that we just talked about, as well as James Washington, who's kind of carving out a nice little uh, niche here. And then whoever is in this backfield gets receptions and targets. So um, yeah, but I would say on the flip side, the Chargers are finding themselves having weapons too. Right, Austin Eckler has standalone value. Melvin Gordon's been catching a ton of balls. And then Big Mike Williams, man, BMW man, out there doing work. Stud. Uh, even Gates got a touchdown. So they've got their own share of weapons. Give me Antonio Brown. The pedigree is there. I love Keenan Allen. You know me. I'm a Keenan Allen truther. But you got to take Antonio Brown here. Uh, that guy is not afraid to speak up when he's not getting the ball. You see him do it. He's scored in back-to-back weeks now. So I think that as long as he's on that team and the diva kind of that he is, he is going to make sure he gets the ball. Uh, Keenan Allen's more of a quiet guy. 
He's, yeah. he's not going to say too much. Right. Uh, he'll just do his work. He'll run his routes. He'll get open. I uh, love them both, but I'm going to take A.B. in this one. All right. Well, that's it for today's show. We want to thank you guys so much for joining us. If this was your first time and you didn't get enough fantasy football content here on this video, please check out our YouTube page. We have a ton of videos as well as check out our podcast available on Google Play, Apple iTunes, or Stitcher, or anywhere else that you can get your podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, I should say. And that's right. And if you go to our website, thefantasywhispers.com, we have everything you need to get you through your week. We have our waiver wire piece released on Tuesday. Our rankings go live every Wednesday. And then Thursday, we've got the play or stay away piece where I kind of highlight each guy that you'd want to play this week with confidence or those that you want to stay away from because they have maybe a bad matchup or haven't produced as well. So if you want any of that action, any of that content that can help you win the week, just head on over to the fantasywhispers.com. All right. Well, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for joining us. That's Big Travi, and I'm Giant Game Time Hicks, and we're out. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers.